www.thevoiceamerica.org. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take their company, firm, or organization to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do well and do good. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moose Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My model is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your leadership and business. Today's program is Systematize for Success. Do you know how to maximize operational efficiencies? Avoid feeling like you're being held hostage by a key employee? And make onboarding a fun and smooth process. According to my guest, Jeanette Von Eden, founder and CEO of Star Wellness, All key processes of your business, including hiring, training, sales, accounting, and operations can, and more importantly, should be systematized. The why is simple. Everyone knows where to go and what to do. They simply follow the system. Key employees can leave for a few days without chaos. New employees have a resource to turn to instead of having to ask someone how to do everything or worse, just guess. In fact, Jeanette went on vacation for a month during the busiest time last year and didn't have to worry because she knew she had the systems and people in place to make it run smoothly. I'm sure we're all interested in knowing how she did it. Welcome, Jeanette. It's a delight to have you on the Business Edge. Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, let's first start with a little background about yourself and why did you start your uh, business, um, you know, Star Wellness? Okay. Well, I am actually a computer software engineer um, and used to design computer software for the travel industry um, in Around 2000, I took um, a early retirement package that was being offered out of that and stayed at home for a couple of years, homeschooled my kids, and got a little bored, as, you know, strong type A's tend to do. 
through a variety of personal health conditions um, for myself and my husband, we became uh, knowledgeable with nutrition and, and supplementation. And we knew there was a demand because every time we would go to buy uh, what we had figured out we need to be taking, there was all these other people buying, you know, $100 worth as well. But we looked at opening a health food store. We wanted to do our own business, but those are kind of a dime a dozen. And then I mm-hmm. kind of had this light bulb moment one day when I realized that while there was plenty of people selling, you know, what we call potions and lotions to cure anything <laughs> that might ail you, there wasn't really anybody doing any testing to see if any of that actually worked. Mm-hmm. So I started... Um, in a retail setting, mainly at health clubs and uh, vitamin stores, and kept getting uh, requests for additional services. Um, we were doing mainly cholesterol and, and glucose and blood pressure and bone density screenings at the time. So because I was getting so many requests for other testing that wasn't available um, the way that we were doing it, I went back to school and got a phlebotomy certification, and then we started offering um, testing via blood draws as well and transition more into the corporate wellness arena. And now we do almost exclusively corporate wellness programs. Wow. You know, I, um, um, I've had several other people, guests on the show, and um, fascinating stories of how they became entrepreneurs. I call them accidental entrepreneurs. They didn't start out to be that way. Many have started like you in, a, in a, working for corporate America and left for a variety of reasons, got the bright idea, and that's what you're saying, a bright idea of what is missing in the marketplace, and then how can I provide that? So I'm I'm so so uh, very pleased to um, hear your story, and I you know when you're starting a business, um, there are both challenges and satisfactions, and so uh, can you tell the listener some of the challenges that uh, you've experienced in getting to the point where Star Wellness is today? Well, that's actually a very good question because. The biggest challenge that we had, and we were very fortunate, um, was growing too quickly. Mm. Um, And a very common mistake that I have found is when you first start out, um, the entrepreneur, the business owner is doing everything. And, you know, that's great. You should know how to do everything. And I recommend that uh, to new business owners that they continue to do as much as as they can to delay adding headcount to their payroll because it improves cash flow. Um, to be doing it yourself. And mm-hmm. cash is key in the beginning with any new business. Well, cash is king to any business. <laughs> um, but when you're doing everything, then you actually become your business. You know, mm-hmm. all your customers see you as your business. They all want to talk to you. They only want to deal with you. <laughs> so <laughs> we grew so quickly that my business was literally consuming me, and it got to a point where it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. Um, I felt like I was in a downward spiral, and I really couldn't see any way out. And fortunately, I went to a, a women's conference, and they had Michael Gerber, the author of E-Myth, there as a speaker. Mm-hmm. And I got to hear him uh, speak and realized that he had an answer for me. So I literally bought his book that day and consumed it and immediately started systemizing all of my processes so that I could remove myself from, 
you know, the day-to-day operations of the business. And then I was finally able to transition myself into a place where I had time to strategically work mm-hmm. on the business mm-hmm. overall and define direction and path and strategy and where you want to go instead of being an employee in my business. Because no one starts out uh, to start a business and say, hey, I'm going to start this business to give myself a job. But right. for so many business owners, that's the trap they found themselves in. And, so, and, yes, continue. Because um, okay. I, I, <laughs> So having the written systems in place, I, I, I just feel it's critical for businesses to grow and scale. And I would estimate that you can probably get around to somewhere between the $200,000, $250,000 mark before it becomes just vital to your organization. But if you really want to push past that point and scale, then you, then you really need to have them in place. Right. And I think that what I was going to say, that's a real vital uh, point um, because, again, have my experience now working with entrepreneurs, interviewing them, uh, the common uh, theme I get is I started it, it was fun, and then it became a job. It became more, it wasn't fun anymore because I was overwhelmed by it I wasn't getting enough sleep I wasn't you know whatever and there is a solution to that which is why I'm having you on because you I mean it's systematized for success Um, and I think that is a key point here Um, any other challenges you had before we get to the, the the satisfactions um well I did have (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing accounting-wise, and so I didn't um, set up my books correctly, and um, I had some struggles with that when we went to pay taxes, and I, I realized, oh, I didn't do this right. I need to redo that, and you know, undoing that can be a headache after the fact. Right. Um, and again, you, uh, uh, another common theme is if you don't come from a business background, um, whether, you know, you were, um, um, I, I think, a software engineer. Um, I had another person on who was a nurse for over 30 years. Uh, someone else was a management consultant in, in human resources. And all of a sudden, I mean, it was good. They had some great ideas. They became entrepreneurs. But there were things missing in their skill sets. And I think that's what you're talking about is, uh, and I I know that we're going to get to later on, some advice you have. And I bet one of those uh, uh, advice is going to be have good accountants and things like that. Um, (laughs) Right? Yeah, absolutely. So... um, so, you know, there are challenges, but how long, first of all, how long have you been in your business? Um, is it how many years? Um, this is our 14th year, believe it or not. Um, it, it's very humbling to realize we've been in business for over a decade. Right. And so the reason I had asked that is you're not just in there, to, you know, it's not that your business is two or three years, but you have passed the decade mark. So obviously, not only are things going well or better, but that you are finding the satisfactions uh, of being an entrepreneur and owning business, uh, business and growing that business. So what are some of the satisfactions that you uh, have? 
Well, um, Marcia, you you know that when you start a business and any successful business and you're creating jobs, that is very satisfying. Having success in a business is very satisfying. Um, however, I would say that the most personally satisfying thing in my business is uh, saving lives, and that's what we do you know, every month. And having a man come up to you at a health fair that we're doing and give you a big bear hug with tears in his eyes and say, you know, thank you for saving my wife, my wife's life mm. because mm. We, we caught her cancer during stage one mm. is more rewarding than any paycheck. Um, it is very satisfying, you know, that we create jobs, that we create employment for people. Um, my husband and I have often remarked at the annual Christmas party when we look out and say, look at the impact of all of, you know, these these lives that we impact because we started this company and we gave, give them employment. I also really enjoy being in control of my own schedule, um, mm-hmm. which allows me to travel whenever I want. And it doesn't feel you know, like work or a job when you're the one benefiting from your own efforts. And so that's one of the keys um, that I, in my introduction uh, to the show, is interviewing um, uh, entrepreneurs, business uh, business owners, um, business leaders, uh, companies, organizations that do well, I mean, they're profitable, but they do good. And I think that's what you're saying. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeing the fruits. You're helping people. You're changing people's lives. Um, can you talk just a little more about that? Uh, maybe an exa- you gave an example of someone coming up to you. Um, do you have other stories of how you've impacted people? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Every month we we do these on-site corporate health fairs is what we do. So we actually are transforming the way health care is delivered by taking it directly to the employee in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So in five- to eight-minute appointment um, in, in the workplace, we can screen for seven, you know, of the top ten health expenditures in a corporate health plan. So... We screen for mainly, you know, blood pressure, cholesterol, heart disease, diabetes, things like that. So every month we find undiagnosed diabetics. Uh, We find people with out-of-control blood pressure. We've had to, you know, call ambulances for people before to take them to the ER because they're at stroke level. Um, We do vascular ultrasounds. Uh In addition to the biometric screenings um, and vaccinations that we offer, and we have found People that are, their carotid arteries are completely blocked with plaque, and so we send them in, and they have anarterectomies and, you know, essentially avoided a stroke, which Mm. would have uh, caused who knows how much damage um, if they survived. Um, Undiagnosed diabetics all the time. Like I said, I had a mom come up to me, and her son actually worked at the same company, and she said that it was because of the health fair the year before Mm. that he found out he had high blood pressure, and as a result of that, uh, you know, it got his attention, and he had lost 40 pounds, and and he was, you know, all fit as a fiddle now, and and she was just so thankful that not only that her company um, offered it, but that we came and did the screenings and we talked to him about it as well. Well, those are some really great examples. And I would like to move on because, um, you know, where are you today? And um, 
you know, tell us a little about where you are and then some of your plans. And then I know we're going to get more into it uh, in segment two. So where are you today and where are you going? <laughs> well, uh, we've done we've done quite well. Um, we have four locations now in Texas. We have our original headquarters here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, we also have another corporate office in Austin. And then we have uh, franchise locations in both San Antonio and Houston. Uh, we plan to continue to expand by opening uh, one to two regional locations each year uh, for the next few years and then go nationwide. Really? Ah. And tell me about that. You know, we have a couple more minutes uh, before the break. Um, uh, how are you going to go? I mean, uh, I, mean I, I see this as such a, a very... Uh, uh, impressive and ambitious. Um, what is motivating you to go nationwide? Um, and how do you plan to do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there is just, you know, the demand. I mean, the growth that we have been blessed with and have had uh, shows that there is demand for our services. We have found our niche market and have designed a very well uh, proven business model around that that mm -hmm. um, our customers like and it is effective and has a positive return on investment for them and we determined about five years ago that um, offering a franchise model uh, would be the best way to capture market share moving forward and so um, we transitioned into franchising as well and um, with the franchise offering, you know, n no one's going to take care of um, the quality of the services that's being provided like a business owner will. And so that brings that mentality into the market and helps us both to control uh, the quality and to lay out the systems and processes um, that they follow for duplication and scalability. And do you have franchise now? I would, and if so, are they in, in the Texas area? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have one in San Antonio and one in Houston. And um, and what's your your growth plan for franchise um, uh, in the next year or two? Have you figured that out? Yeah, fr franchising is a totally different business. Um, so, you know, I became a serial entrepreneur when we started <laughs> right. to do that. <laughs> and uh, it, so it comes with its own uh, set of challenges as well. But, you know, defining that perfect fit for the, the um, prospect, for the, for the business uh -huh. owner that you want, um, we, um, it took a while to do that because not only are we a new franchise model coming to market, we're a new um, segment. There's nobody who does what we do what we do in a franchise model, which you know is exciting. But we're having to learn everything and create everything as we do it. Well, um, yes, I love that term. Yes, you are. You've moved from what I call an accidental entrepreneur to a really working entrepreneur to now a serial entrepreneur. And so um, it is time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Johnette Van Eden, founder and CEO of Star Wellness, talking about 
Systematize for Success. You're listening to The Business Edge, sponsored by Inspire Nexus, a social success network. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest today is Johnette Van Eden, founder and CEO of Star Wellness, a company that helps control health care costs for employers. And she's been talking about systematize for success. Uh, during the first segment, we really got an overview of how she got into this business, how she is growing this business, and what she finds challenging and and most importantly, the satisfactions. And now we're going to take a deeper dive into um, star wellness and the various components of it. So, uh, uh, Jeanette, I understand that your niche is corporate wellness. 
Uh, do you have a direct to the consumer component as well? And I think you're going to be talking about your STAR Access program. Um, well, yes, I'm glad you asked that question about that because we do have a direct-to-consumer offering, um, as you mentioned, called Star Access. And this is something that I am personally re- really excited about because we plan to expand this program um, in 2016. Um, because of the volume of lab testing that we do for our corporate clients, um, as we're testing these large uh, corporate groups of employees you know, all over the state and the nation, we are able to offer substantial discounts because we get preferred pricing. <laughs> um, our Star Access program allows us to make those discounts available to individual consumers as well. So it allows us to give an individual the same discounted pricing that we can give to um, the companies for the large volume health fairs. So anyone can just call in on our 800 number or go to our website, um, which is starwellnessusa.com, and order their laboratory testing that they need right there. And once we process that order, we simply email them an electronic lab requisition that they print out and can go to any lab core nationwide um, and have their blood collected. So it's ex- Exactly the same as it would be if they went to their doctor for testing, except mm. that our pricing is 50 to 80% off the retail pricings that they would be charged if they went directly. So it's same testing and lower pricing. And just to follow up on that, uh, because this is a different model, this is a different way. After they get, do the results go to them? Does the results go to their doctor? How, how does that work? If they give us their doctor information, if they do have that, um, it is faxed automatically to them. But mm-hmm. we always mail the original uh, directly to um, the individual who ordered the testing. And it really is a fantastic offering for anyone with a high deductible or with uh, no insurance or yes. even someone who's seeing an alternative health provider and that isn't covered by insurance, like a naturopathic doctor or a chiropractor or a nutritionist. Right, right. And there is that there is that segment of the population, exactly what you're saying, that may have high deductibles. I have some friends who have very high deductibles, or they may not have the insurance, or, or they're going to someone, you know, alternative, uh, alternative medicine. So I can Absolutely. see... Absolutely. Yeah. And they're um, discovering in the, this year, in January, a lot of people were shocked to discover that their labs are going towards their deductible now. <laughs> yes, I have. I found that out, <laughs> and we have good insurance. Um, okay, so you've talked. To, anything else you want to say about Star Access? Because I know that's your baby. Before we move on to other things. Well, if you know anybody who knows anyone that doesn't have insurance and they're putting off getting health care or, or lab work done because they can't afford it, this is an This is a offering that they need to take advantage of. Okay. Now we're, as I said, we're, we're doing a deeper dive into, um, in, into how you run your business. And so one of the things that you, you and I talked about and was what's called the culture index. And, and can you tell the listeners what that is and how you utilize it? Oh, certainly, yeah. Culture Index is um, one of our vendor partners, and that's pretty much how I refer to all. I, I see anybody that work, is one of my vendors as a vendor partner. <laughs> so 
because they come alongside me in my business and help me. Um, it's basically a general survey um, to see if the applicant matches what you have defined the needs are uh, for the job. So the thing that I like about it the most is I'm uh, very busy and my time is at a premium, and it eliminates me from having to sort through and or interview candidates that are not a match uh, for the company or the position. You know, an example of that being that if you needed to hire an outgoing salesperson, then you want to make sure that it's not an introvert. Mm-hmm. That's not something necessarily you're going to get from, you know, looking at a resume. And the same goes with attention to details. If you need, if you have a p- position available that you need somebody that's highly detailed, then you don't necessarily want to put someone that's distracted easily in that position. Right. And um, does it all, you know, what I, I, I get it, the sense that, um, you know what you're looking for in terms of an applicant, and it is able to accept, uh, evaluate or assess if that applicant meets those job requirements. But does it also look at your culture and whether that person's a good fit for your culture? Um, it does. A little bit of that is implied, but mainly that fit is going to come out more in that uh, person-to-person interview because, okay. once again, you know, it's a it's an assessment that they take online. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's similar to, but also vastly different to the old personality profiling. Right. To see, right. And, but it really does help you to better communicate mm-hmm. and uh, to to eliminate those that you know are not going to be a match. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, this moves logically into your hiring process. Um, tell me about that, and uh, one of the notes I have is you have, um, you know, a book by uh, Jeff uh, Smart. So, you know, what is your hiring process, and, and how do you do it, and why is this book important? Well, um, once again, I, I don't like to reinvent the wheel if I, if I don't have to, and I, was, I had someone recommend the Who book by Jeff Smart uh, to mm-hmm. me that talks about exactly um, how to interview and hire people. And we follow that uh, pretty closely to what he outlines in the books where um, once we look at their culture index and know that they are a match, then we will outreach to them in a, to do a telephone interview and where we will review their work history and their experience in fairly good detail over the phone. You know, you want to spend 15, 20 minutes doing that telephone interview, asking mm-hmm. them some probing questions that are open-ended behavioral questions um, where you ask for examples of them speaking from experience and, and how they would handle mm-hmm. situations. Um, then the thing that I think we do differently than most people is following that, we actually do their reference checks. Because mm-hmm. as part of that interview, we ask them for three people that they have worked with at the past that we can call for a reference. And, Marsha, it is amazing some of the things that people will tell you when you call <laughs> to do these reference checks. And we always ask, um, and, of course, we have a script for this, and so anybody in the office can call and do the reference mm-hmm. checks. But we always ask at the end, if you had, if, if you had this position available in your company, and you were me, would you hire this person for this job? 
And it's amazing how many of their references will say no. So there, there's a reason um, a right. lot of times that that person is no longer there. And then following the reference check, if all of that um, checks out, and we also tell whoever we're calling for the reference check that it's fully confidential and we don't <laughs> get any information back to the applicant, obviously. Um, but following that, then we call them in for um, what we call a focused interview, and that mm-hmm. is where we see if they are a cultural fit. And it's it's usually a team interview where everyone on my team or whoever's going to be working with them um, can ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then we have a technical interview typically. Um, so if they're applying for you know a phlebotomist position, then um, we want to see them do a blood draw. Um, mm. We ask them some simple questions, you know, about blood pressure and BMI and things like that that they should know just to make sure that that um, it is going to be a good fit. And as part of that, anybody can reject the applicant ah. for any reason. So if someone has a, you know, a gut feel or, or they notice something that the other people maybe didn't, they can bring that up and or they can just say no. Ah, okay. Um <laughs> and then um, once you've hired, um, and just quickly, um, do you have an onboarding process? H- how do they get, you know, do you just sit them down by their desk, or, or is there a way that you get them to, um, you know, un- understand how you operate and how, uh, how you work at Star Wellness? Uh, yeah, we have an operations procedure manual um, that's... <laughs> Of course, very helpful in that process where we have all of the systems defined. Uh, we typically assign them to a person and have them shadow that person mm-hmm. for a day or two, and then they take over and they're doing it with the person that they were assigned to shadowing them or being there you know, to assist to make sure that's all done. And then um, we give them the systems and the flow charts and have them do it on their own. Right, and that's where you say systematize for success because they have it there. You you, you have everything. They know the process um, of what they need to do, how they need to do that. Um, that that did that take you a a, a while to to come up with the system, or or is it because that's your natural ability uh, that it came easy to you? Well, that's that's a very good question as well. I I (laughs) hear all the time when I talk to people um, that they don't have any systems in their business and they don't know where to start, whereas for us, once I met Michael Gerber, I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense, and once I learned how to do it, it... It's just the way I think. I think logically from point A to point B, and these are the steps you have to do to get there. But mm-hmm. most people don't think that way. I was taught to learn. <laughs> so, yes, you're did. talking to you're talking to one of them. Okay. <laughs> I keep I keep saying my next business is going to be going in and systemizing people's processes for other businesses because there is a huge need for that as well. Yes, yes, and I think this is what th- this is what I find fascinating in the work I do is that I may have certain skill sets that I, you know, assume everyone else has. Well, no, not everyone else has these skill sets. And the important thing is to know what you're good at 
and to find work and, and businesses that tap into that versus trying to be somebody else. So I can see that as your your next business venture if you'd like. Um, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. In, in this country, we tend to focus on our short failings and trying to make it better instead of focusing on what we're good at and finding people who their skill set is what we're not good at and plugging them into those positions. Right. And I, you know, um, the um, we jumped into the uh, culture index and we've gotten into the hiring process. And I think that's, you know, what, what we focused on is you've grown from a one woman show to multiple locations fairly quickly. And that was the reason you had to do this. You had to put these uh, these processes in place. Um, it's one thing if you you know you have one office, but now you have multiple and multiple locations. Um, so I'd like to uh, move on to a couple of other things. We have a couple of minutes more. Um, uh, you know, you talked about franchising. Um, mm-hmm. Um, franchising is actually a second business for you, even though most people don't realize it. Um, Uh Your core business has one product offering, but once you became a franchisor, your product is actually the franchise. Uh, How is it different once you have multiple businesses and what changes as a serial entrepreneur you've had to make? That's a pretty a large question, uh, but can you boil it down to, to you know, what what's the difference for you today from having one product, one business, to being to being a serial entrepreneur? Well, you have to co- become a master of time management. I mean, even when you're um, a single business owner. Um, you know, you think you're so busy. Yeah. When you're a mom, you think you're so busy. Everybody thinks they're so busy. But when you have multiple businesses, you have multiple demands on your time. And everyone wants attention for their little area of expertise, and they don't necessarily see or realize the big picture that because only you have that availability and that vision. So you have to get really good at time management and making sure that the important things um, get taken care of in all roles and aspects of your life. Um, and then secondly, I would say the organization of the company. Um, one of the books that I um, really recommend, another one is called Traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really hot book now. It's been on for probably two or three years. And we use their model. Uh, it's called the Vision Traction or- Organizer. It's available for free. You can download it off the Internet. Um, And they outline how a visionary integrator relationship becomes key uh, with growth. And I am very fortunate in that I have an integrator um, that I could lean on so that I could transition more into the visionary role, which then frees me up even more to set vision for the company and, and plan strategy and focus more on growing the business instead of working in it as a technician. Right. So the key points here as we're going coming close to break is when you move from a, a, a one business to multiple business, serial entrepreneur, time management is the key. You have to and also you talked about what, you know, the, the, the value of um, what traction and how they, you know, and and how to use that the principles in that book because you are now moving towards being more visionary um 
and you know, and you are you're you're you're, you're looking at big picture issues. Um, anything, Absolutely. Anything last uh, before we take a break? Any other insights you have um, before we take that break? Well, just never, ever, ever, ever give up. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, on that note, it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moose Coach, and my guest is Jeanette Van Eden, founder and CEO of Star Wellness, talking about systematize for success. You're listening to the Business Edge, sponsored by Inspire Nexus, a social uh, um, uh, success network. And um, when we come back, uh, from um, a break, uh, Jeanette will give us her insights and advice on how to grow a great business that matters, one, does, one that does good and does well. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business edge with marcia's idol to reach marcia or her guests on today's show please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you can also send us an email to marcia at smartmovescoach.com now back to the business edge 
Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest today is Jeanette Van Eden, founder and CEO of Star Wellness, a company that helps control health care costs for employers and now for the consumer market as well and as someone who is a franchisee. And she's been talking about systematize for success. Um, and at this point, uh, because of her vast experience, um, Jeanette is going to give us some insights and advice for our listeners and how to grow a business that matters, one does that, that does good and does well. So, Jeanette, what are some of the key things you think uh, uh, our listeners should know? Um, okay. I think my number one thing would be find a mentor. And I like to um, clarify that because that means not a relative, but someone who's where, you know, you want to be and will hold you accountable. So um, it can't be anybody who you pay their paycheck or that you live with, I guess I should say. Because <laughs> um, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to have my husband or my wife hold, yeah. <laughs> hold me accountable. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work well. <laughs> uh, uh, I can tell you that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But I see it a lot. And then um, my second piece would probably be to build yourself a board of advisors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people starting out would think, well, I don't have anybody that I can use for my board advisors. Advisors, But I would recommend that, you know, you use your current vendors at first if you have to. Um, they would be more than willing to help you out in most cases. You know, you're going to need a banker, so get to know them. Walk in there and not when just when you need things, but walk in, say hi, get to know them. Make sure that they understand your business. Uh, the best time to set up a line of credit is when things are going well. Not um, when you're desperate because you're you're completely out of cash and on the verge of bankruptcy. So don't wait until you're in any kind of financial trouble because they'll know that too just by looking at um, the financials and as part of the application process. You want to get yourself a good accountant. Mm-hmm. This is vital that you have a good one on your team. Um, they will help you, you know, to set up your books and get your chart of account set up correctly and train you and what categories to put expenses in as well as what can and cannot be a valid business expense. You know, you can't write off everything that you want to. And right. I see a, a lot of people who mess this up, and it, including myself, and it can be a very serious headache to correct later on. Um, you're also going to need to get um, a good lawyer Eventually, you're going to need one, so my recommendation is that you start to seek them out, um, interview several to see which one you best connect with, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, go with your gut, but talk to, talk to more than one and, you know, check their references and talk to, talk to people and ask for references because um, a lot of times that's where your best sources are going to come from. I am and, I'm big on setting goals. Go ahead. Right. No, I was going to say, and moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm really big on setting goals. 
So set goals for where you want to be and, you know, take some time to think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Then formulate a plan on how you're going to get there and then work the plan. You may feel like you're not getting anywhere at first, but, you know, I, I recommend that you just continue to consistently take small steps each day in the right direction and eventually you will build that momentum and get the, and get it going and then it it'll start going faster and faster which is what you want it to do um another thing is get a separate bank account so that mm. you do not commingle funds that's a a very common mistake that i see um especially accidental entrepreneurs make um have an accountant or a bookkeeper, as we mentioned, to help you set up your books and explain your chart of accounts. And learn how to, to do invoices, collect payments, and make deposits yourself so that you're not held hostage to your book <laughs> to your bookkeeper or anybody and that they can't take advantage of you. I've seen that happen multiple times with other entrepreneurs where they have a bookkeeper or, you know, even Mark Cuban likes to talk about the time his bookkeeper embezzled $80,000 from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that it's vital that you learn basic accounting and you know how to do that yourself. I also recommend that you don't borrow money, um, take on overhead or hire until you absolutely have to. I personally prefer to expand on the backside of business, uh, which is backwards from the if you build it, they will come thinking mm-hmm. that's so prevalent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I believe that that's responsible for cash flow problems that lead to business failures many times. So that's more than just a few, but (laughs) hopefully that'll help you. I think they are really right on because I have seen, um, uh, and I even, I have even made some of these errors. So it, you know, Jeanette is giving us very practical, uh, advice to have a successful business. Um, you may have a great idea or a great concept, but in order to implement it, you have to have the systems, as you talked about, and mm-hmm. some practical ways of doing business and having people who are good and honest and will support you as you grow your business. So I want to say thank you so much, uh, Jeanette, because this has been, uh, the time has flown for me. and it has. Uh, it has. And I would love to have you on again, because you do have some great advice and great experience. Uh, for the uh, listeners out there, they want to contact you or find out more about your, your, um, your business. How can they do that? Um, StarWellnessUSA.com is our website. Um, you can actually go there and go to services, and that's where that Star Access uh, order is as well. Our, we have an 800 number. It's 1-800-685-5572. Uh, we're Star Wellness on Facebook and as well as uh, Star Wellness USA in, on Twitter or LinkedIn. And, you know, uh, please, listeners, take advantage of this. Um, And if you still want some further information, you could always contact me. But I'm going to end with, um, uh, before the musings, uh, to what, uh, how uh, Jeanette ended and her, the last piece of advice, which is never, ever give up. Thank you, Jeanette. Jeanette. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. Time for Marsha's Musings. 
It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. You need to work on your EQ, part two. We hear a lot these days about emotional intelligence, or EQ. Books on leadership discuss it. Personality assessments address it. And employers will look for it when evaluating potential new hires or for promotions. Emotional intelligence is the difference that can make the difference between success and failure. So what are the keys to being an emotional intelligent leader? The first was identified in part one, which was to get feedback. Whether it's a 360-degree assessment or simply asking some key people about your strengths and weaknesses, you'll be more conscious of your leadership behaviors that are assets as well as liabilities. Second, be aware of your impact. Those with weak emotional intelligence often underestimate the negative impact their words and actions have on others. For example, what you say, we don't do it that way here. What others might hear is your ideas and you are not important. Or what you might say is, if I can understand it, anyone can. What others hear is, I'm smart enough to understand it. Why can't you, dummy? Therefore, think about how your words might impact others and whether that's the result you desire. If not, then change your words. Three, press the pause button. Having high emotional intelligence means making choices about how you respond to situations rather than having a knee-jerk reaction. Michael, a client, tended to interrupt others before they could complete their thoughts. This behavior was a reaction to his fear of losing control of the discussion and wasting time. With coaching, he started to pause before reacting. There are two kinds of pauses. The first is the pause to listen to yourself. When Michael was getting frustrated, he often felt his jaw clinch and his chest tighten. Recognized by recognizing these physical signs, he reminded himself he had options. As a result, he was better able to decide how he wanted to respond rather than relying on his default of cutting the person off. Then there is the pause to listen to others. Listening means helping others feel like you understood them, even if you don't agree with them. It's not the same as not saying anything. It's simply giving others a chance to convey their ideas before you jump in. Here's a smart moves tip. A lack of EQ is what limits people in their ability to manage themselves, manage others, or manage situations. On the flip side, I've seen people with strong emotional intelligence skills rise above challenges and move forward more confident and resilient, which are important drivers of success. Do you want to boost your emotional intelligence and be a more effective leader? Get the article, Seven Habits of Highly Emotional Intelligent People. Contact me at Marcia. M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com. That's S-M-A-R-T-M-O-V-E-S-C-O-A-C-H.com. Or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track. 
and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and business is Brand Building and Marketing for Small Businesses. Becoming an entrepreneur is hard work. In addition to nuts and bolts of delivering great products, we discovered just how hard it can be when we try to get attention in the marketplace that is flooded with messages and advertising. Without a huge budget, how can you compete? My guest is Kevin Reddy, a serial entrepreneur, business advisor, and business strategy writer for Forbes. So join us to learn real-world strategies for building a brand and customer base, even on a very limited budget. Tune in on Friday, March 4th at noon Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember... To be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business.